It says live. <laughs> oh, I see it in the corner. All right, yes, I, uh, this is Hyperwave. I am Leo Wald, and we are joined by two guests today. Both are masters of technical analysis. Tyler Jenks, but also Owen Jenks. Did you guys know the famous Owen Jenks? So I will turn it over to Owen. Owen, Hi. how are you doing today? Owen says hi. He's staring at the charts right now, trying to help me out. <laughs> That's where I get all my great ideas. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. We're going to get through this pretty quick um, because a little bit of stuff happened yesterday in Bitcoin prices, but not much. Um, but uh, we're going to try to get this done in 15 minutes. So let's get just right to the charts. I will pull up um a couple of things here let's start with uh, the long term this is the hyperwave in bitcoin going back to when it was well under a thousand dollars uh the bottom line on this fibonacci line is right at a thousand dollars uh, a number of people have been fitting Fibonacci to different movements up to the 19,666 level, uh, starting back at zero, starting at uh, 100, 200, 300. And that does make a little bit of a difference. I'm going to stick with uh, the 1,000 at the bottom for that bottom line, uh, simply because it's so consistent with hyperwave theory in terms of our ultimate target on the downside, unless we go into a funky hyperwave at 5,000. So what you're looking at is the full spectrum of support and resistance as uh, recorded by the Fibonacci series with uh, this midline being the very important at 50. I was talking to Leah yesterday about why 618 is so important, which is the one we have been struggling to hold that comes in at 8131. And we've been below it now for five weeks. Uh, have spent most of our time since the top uh, with that being a support, meaning 618 at 8131 being a support. But you can see here we've got five weeks where we've been under it. We had two weeks under it and one that closed uh, above it here. So that's three more. And other than that, there have been no closes below that line. Uh, so to me, we are about to test the line that comes in 49.93. And uh, it could very well bounce off of that because that's also the phase two line of my hyperwave. Totally unconnected uh, in terms of correlation with Fibonacci in general. But in this particular case, uh, there are a lot of similarities where we can get some great information from Fibonacci uh, about hyperwave. I've looked at other hyperwaves. Somebody asked me to consider um, if the Fibonacci series and extensions have the possibility of giving us uh, clues on all hyperwaves, that's going to take a long time to uh, research. Um, right now, I've 
done a little bit of that and have not come to any definitive conclusions. I've found two or three that are very similar to what we're looking at here with uh, Bitcoin. But I found a couple of others that didn't seem to be able to line up with Fibonacci very well. And it could very well be my starting points and uh, that sort of thing weren't what I needed. So that's why I say it's going to take a lot of work. We do have a new group uh, that uh, we're all working together, locating hyperwaves. And as we find out more and more about a number of the new ones that are uh, being developed right now, we will uh, summarize them and be making them public, uh, which will be helpful for a lot of people. Okay. So now I've taken the Fibonacci lines off and I'm going to go just very quickly through uh, the same thing we always do. We're going to start by putting on the stop and reverse points, not changed, won't change uh, until we get up over 8,000 uh, right now on the weekly basis. I'm going to take it down to the daily basis. And here we are still well below. We have to get down to the six hour and the four hour before we are showing support. Um, on the 12 hour, we've got three 12 hour postings below price. But at some point here, if we keep going sideways again, this is the 30 minute chart. You can see that it is snapping back and forth between positive and negative. We had a nice run up to 68.41 and now we've pulled back to the 67. 48 uh, levels and um, um, now 67.39. So this could be just another one of these one or two period pops that we have seen so many times in the past before. Um, that's one way of interpreting what the price action is looking like. Um, Let's take a look at uh, taking off the SARS and looking at what our moving averages are telling us. And here on the weekly, uh, we are still, even though we've had this uh, 300 point pop uh, from yesterday morning until now, um, the, the short term moving average is still basically right on the price. It's right in the center of the most recent candle. Um, and the long term, which I've said is the one we've been waiting for to turn down to put us in a fully bearish position. And that is a go now. Unfortunately, I don't want this price to go down to 5,000. I don't want it to break 5,000 and go down to a thousand, but everything that I see using the techniques that uh, I've developed and looking at techniques that other people have used are telling me that that is where we still are as of today. I'm going to jump right to the 12 hour. You can see that on the 12 hour, the intermediate term is turned up. The short term is up, but the long term is coming down, which is a 30, 12 hour period. And we need to get above that 7,000 area on the 12 hour in order to really make any kind of progress on this little bounce that we're seeing from 61.20. I uh, blew it the other day when I switched from um, neutral or from uh, positive down to neutral. 
Uh, every, all this action between 63 or 6400 and 6800 is just noise, and it's very difficult to tell where the next move, 5% short-term move is coming from. But in any case, I uh, pulled out at the wrong time. I should have stayed uh, on the positive side. But I threatened to actually go negative because to me it was really looking nasty uh, three 12-hour periods ago, uh, right before that spike we had. Uh, I did not go negative. I stayed neutral. I went from positive to neutral, and I'm still neutral. And uh, I see no evidence to the upside or the downside to get out of neutral at this point. Um, okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to take uh, the moving averages off, and uh, I want to look at the Bollinger Bands. Notice what's happening. It's uh, like a pincher, like a lobster claw, which happens here. It's happened once before. Here it's happened a second time, and now it's happening again. And what that means is that is when um, the top line, the top average is rapidly approaching the mid and the bottom is turned up and is quickly approaching the mid. And we're getting squeezed on that 12 hour basis. Let's take a look at a four hour because that ultimately means that something big is going to have to happen. The four hour is not doing that. It's actually spreading out. The six hour is spreading out. Let's take a look at the one day. The one day is spreading out. The three day, I believe, the top is going flat along with the midline, but the bottom is still dropping, which is what I talked about yesterday. And on the weekly, uh, the same thing. The top is actually going up. The middle, when I say top, middle, and bottom, I'm talking about these three lines, of course, three averages and uh, the bottom is still coming down. So what that means is price has got to chase the bottom line down until that turns. We saw in the 12 hour that that was no longer true. So I'm gonna have to keep my eye on this 12 hour Bollinger Band. Um, it basically is saying we're flattening out, which is what happened here. We came together then we flattened out and then something big happened. Here, it came together. It didn't even have time to flatten out and then something big happened. Um, normally in a bear market, when you get these lobster claws, which um, is just something I'm calling it today. I've never heard anyone else call that, but that appears what it looks like to me. It's pinching together the price activity as it gets back up to the middle, and then uh, it's going to hurt one way or the other. It's either going to break up or break down. In an up market, I would say chances are it's going to break up. In a down market, chances are pretty good that it's going to break down. So um, that's a very interesting thing. If somebody wants to uh, explore that, that idea of the bands coming together at various points on Bollinger, you need to look at the various time periods like we just did and see that it's only really affecting that 12 hour, but that could be a clue in terms of things to come. 
I'll take that off. I'm going to do a real quick RSI uh, on the short-term basis. This is 12-hour. We're almost back up to 50. So we were oversold deeply, and we're now almost back to 50. That is not bullish. That is bearish because 50, if you look back uh, in this downturn, um, has been about the top of a bounce. So uh, let's take a look at the longer period, the weekly. And on the weekly, um, we uh, a lot of people are happy that the RSI is going up a little bit. I am not. Uh, I am not because I would like it to go down and get oversold so we can get this all behind us and begin moving up into a new hyperwave, either off the 5,000 level or the 1,000 level. We're going to do a show probably tomorrow just about the fundamentals of Bitcoin, not the technicals, the fundamentals. And I've been thinking a lot about that because of what the SEC has just done. I think the fundamentals are about to come into play now in this market. It has not in my mind all the way up until just several days ago. Uh, and I'll explain what I mean by that in our uh, vlog tomorrow. Okay, so uh, we can take a quick look at the MACD, but you know we're going to see the same thing. But don't take my word for it. Let's look at it. The MACD, um, the lines have not gotten any closer, even with this little pop yesterday. That's because we're looking at a weekly time period, and we're just looking at a pop that's lasted one-seventh of that period. Um and uh, it is still fully negative and uh, is not given any immediate hope. So uh, that's it for today. Um, Owen is getting a tad restless, uh, but he's been very good, um, I think. And he has pointed out a couple of things to me on the charts, and that is helpful. So... With that, thank you. Uh, that's our update for today. We are going to try to do a major, uh, probably one and a half or two hour vlogs on Consensio. I'm putting the material together. Um, we were hoping to do it maybe later today. I don't think that's going to work, but in the next two or three days, uh, Leah and I will explore in great detail uh, much more of Consensio than we have been able to do before. Is that right, Owen? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay, thank you very much, and back to Leah. Well, thank you so much, Owen. Thank you so much for um, your guest experience today. We hope that you join more often. Your insights, you know, he was talking about the Ichimoku clouds earlier, and, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I think pretty soon we'll throw in those indicators and uh, – and see all the clouds that, that he has been understanding. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for watching. Yes, we hope to uh, get to Consensio hopefully later today, but um, we shall see on that one. And everybody have a great day. See ya.